we're under such a microscope doing everything at home these days and having to like reroute where we want to go. And I think when we actually have sat down, it's been so long that we've been under our own microscopes that now we're sitting down and like, actually, no, I can stop doing that. I don't need to be putting that much energy into this specific thing because it doesn't serve me. And I can save that energy and that drive and put it into this thing. And that's actually going to serve me much better. Hey, hey, back for day two. Emily Abadi here coming to you live from the AG studio. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. This week, I am so amped to bring you five back-to-back episodes to jumpstart 2022 as a part of our Turning the Page series. In this series, I sit down with some of your favorite guests from the last year to chat about the lessons that they are bringing with them from 2021 going forward. Now, each guest, they give us a word that they'd use to best describe their past 365, and then they offer up some really helpful advice on how to move into the next 52 weeks with grace and a positive outlook. For today's episode, I am chatting with my girl, Vex Gentry. Many of you know and love her. She is a Peloton instructor, and man, oh man, did she have a 2021, making it back home to the UK to race in the Olympic trials and navigating that amazing experience, even if it didn't go as she had hoped. This week of content would not be possible without my sponsor at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a company that takes your blood work, DNA, habits, and then analyzes the results and offers you easy to implement, helpful feedback to optimize nutrition and life plan for a longer and healthier life. Inside Tracker can even tell you how old or how young you are internally. I know that sounds a little crazy by checking out different biomarkers. And it's been a game changer for me. Seriously, learning more about what my body needs, especially when it comes to bettering my athletic performance and my energy levels in the day to day. Now, of course, Inside Tracker has an offer for you. Get 25% off their entire store by heading on over to insidetracker.com slash hurdle. Again, that is Inside Tracker, I N S I D E T R A C K E R.com slash hurdle to get 25% off the entire store today. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social media. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I'm over at Emily Abadi and share this episode with a friend and make sure to head on in to wherever you get your podcasts to rate and review the show. And with that, let's kick things off. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I'm sitting down with Bex Gentry. Welcome back to the show. As many of you know, Bex, a beloved Peloton instructor. How are you doing today, love? Fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) So good to be back (laughs) with you. 
I'm so happy to have you back with me. I I will say you and I are, are in close proximity right now, but in two different places. And this definitely is giving me like deja vu early 2020 vibes, but right. we're healthy, we're happy, and we're yeah. moving forward. Yes, we are. It's great. <laughs> it's the end of 2021. I think we can only have uh, a little bit more goodness sprinkled into 2022. I'm hopeful. But I we'll know. <laughs> it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. So today you and I, speaking of the end of 2021, we're here to talk about it. We're here to recap as a part of Hurdles Turning the Page series on where we've been and a little bit on where we're going. So what I'm doing this week, as you know, as I'm sure you have thought long and hard about is getting a word from past guests of the show that sums up perhaps a portion, a part of what 2021 was like for them. So Bex, this is a big moment here. (laughs) You're going to tell me what is your word and how did you come to it? My word is roller coaster. Because it literally has come out of my mouth every day this year for multiple different reasons, not just the current health situation and pandemic that's been with us for so long. Personally, from like my feeling towards running, my feeling towards fitness, my feeling towards, God, the weather, (laughs) you know, it just feels like it's one, like I'm on a blindfolded roller coaster this year. I have no idea when that stomach dropping moment is going to happen and then you're just riding it like you can't get off because I'm not going to quit I'm not that kind of person I really am like somebody who is when they are strapped in from the line all the way to when they get off I'm in it for the ride but at times you don't enjoy it you don't really like where you're at but you know that at some point you're just going to get to a better part. And that's how this is, a roller coaster of emotion, of physical energy, of just finding your power, not finding your power. It's in and out, up and down, upside down, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) We can all, I'm sure, totally relate. And you have had, I mean, a roller coaster of a year, to say the least. Uh, So many highs and lows. When you reflect back on last year, what would you say was one of the biggest highs for you? Um, the trials was definitely the biggest high for me. Getting A, to go back to the UK and see my family, which I hadn't done since I moved to New York. So that was near on three years. And just having the opportunity to compete at that level. Obviously, personally, it was bigger than what the result could have been obviously going to compete for your country you know wearing the British colors and being able to run for your country is amazing but just the personal test I don't often I and I spoke about this to you when we last chatted I hate pressure and I really never put myself under that situation I, I, I said I rarely tell people a time if I'm going for a time I just sort of run And that day was the first time I've stood on the line knowing, oh my goodness me, there is a big, big time that I want to achieve here. Um, So that was uh, definitely a high in my own, in my own personal world of training in that way. Yeah. And that's interesting, right? Because I think that you have this growth mindset, like really beautiful perspective on the opportunity, what came from that, despite not perhaps accomplishing your ultimate 
goal. Talk to me a little bit about why you think that is. Were you always this way? Were you always a growth mindset person? Or do you feel like the lessons that you've learned leading up to this point equipped you to look at the bright side of things? I think growing up as an only child, I have a half sister, but she's 23 years my senior. So we never grew up together. And so I think I've all, I have always been that way because perhaps because I really never had anyone close to me at home to compete with, but I always wanted to be really good, really. I knew my sister was very academically blessed and very sporty. So I always had that level of like, okay, but I want to do that too. It wasn't necessarily competition. I just wanted to make sure I did as well as she did um, because I saw how proud it made my dad. And so I think for sure, but you know what the funny thing is, this year has taught me where I I excel in that way and where, to put it in to the easiest terms, where I don't care about that mentality for certain parts of my life. It's so weird because you, we're under such a microscope doing everything at home these days and having to like reroute where we want to go. And I think when we actually have sat down, it's been so long that we've been under our own microscopes that now we're sitting down of like actually no I can stop doing that I don't need to be putting that much energy into this specific thing because it doesn't serve me and I can save that energy and that drive and put it into this thing and that's actually going to serve me much better and I think that's, that's been super interesting for me to figure out where that that like growth can go finding the opportunity in like this stillness that maybe so many of us have not leaned into previously and not being able any longer to ignore the little voice inside, right? The one that's telling you what it is that you really need. It's like we got to such an exhausted point with so many of the things that were happening in our lives that were completely uncontrollable that it was like, yo, like you and me, me and my mental side, me and my brain, Emily, party of one, like let's have a heart to heart about what it is that you really need in this moment. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And how awakening (laughs) has that been? I like personally, but I've also seen friends and I'm like, wow, what you have done and the way you have grown this past year is phenomenal. Uh, It's just, it's so nice to see, as long as it's positive, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so beyond uh, that experience, a super high high for you in 2021, talk to me uh, about perhaps maybe what another lesson was for you over the past 365. Um, Kindness to myself of, and I mean, we all talk about that. We talk about self-love. We talk about respecting our own bodies, especially in the industry that I'm in. But this year, I actually realized that I needed to do it. And I think that's a big thing for someone in fitness is that we, we say, we advise people to do things a lot of the time, and we don't always practice what we preach. And I, I wouldn't say I fell out of love with running earlier this year, but my body took a beating after the trials. I was exhausted. I was emotionally um, in a bad place because I got stuck in the UK and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to even come back to the US. It was at that point of like, am I, is my life in the US on pause for now? Right. And I just, by the time I got back here two weeks after I should have done, I was really run down and really just 
not wanting to do anything. I'd run and run and run while I was stuck in the UK, which is the worst thing anyone can do after competing in a marathon. Um, no matter what time you run, you need to rest your body. And I didn't. And I really reaped the benefits mentally, not physically, of what of, of how that ha- um, how that rolled through my body. And it was just I didn't want to lace up and go for a run. I knew that my hip was sore, my knee was sore. And I had to really sit back and be like, okay, you're not going to run. You're not going to head out for a run and soothe your mind as you have done for so many months or years previously. You've got to find something else to do. And it was a very gracious moment to realize I, I don't, I'm not in the mood to run and it's okay. It's actually okay. I don't mind that. And it's ebbed and flowed. I went for my first run outside in a month the other day. I was sick for a while. I was in Hawaii. That was the last time I ran outside. So obviously, you know, now it's freezing and you're like, ah, I was in a sports bar a month ago on a beautiful Hawaiian (laughs) island. I don't particularly want to run in the cold, windy New York. But it was really funny how okay I was with that. And it's not that I haven't run for a month. I run pretty much every day on my tread but it's it's funny just to see the changes and just being so okay with like that's fine my body's better than my my running and my body's having its own time of healing and strengthening in different ways like going back to the gym and lifting heavy weights and just god like it's been years since I've put on a massive front rack and gone to the bar to squat (laughs) and now I'm doing that again and it's so fun to just yeah as I keep saying being okay with doing different things yeah and I love that point about finding outlets beyond physical activity certainly as someone myself who that is my main outlet as well Mm -hmm. uh to take care of yourself and like be kind with that when you talk about finding those other outlets uh talk to me a little bit about what some of those were for you resting realizing that you know sitting and I years ago a friend said to me never do something you don't want to do And then through multiple, uh, you know, not self-help books, but like readings and learnings over the past few years, I I talk about it to my runners. You've got to get uncomfortable. And I think a lot of the time, these mantras that we say get taken out of context after a while and turned into like, you've got to do stuff that scares you to grow. And like, you've got to get uncomfortable. That shouldn't be put in the same bucket as doing something that you don't want to do discomfort and wanting to do something are you know they're they're very different and there were days where when I didn't want to run it wasn't because I was like oh you know I should I should go and get uncomfortable and and find my way to run that's I just didn't want to move in that way so I found ways of like wanting to stretch or do a core class or sit in my Normatec boots and watch something, read something. I bought an iPad because I was so sick of uh, reading stuff on my phone and having notifications coming in or getting sidetracked by Instagram, whatever it was. And I got an iPad, a little tiny iPad that is not hooked up to anything other than the internet so I can read news articles I can send stuff to it if I want to sit down and just learn on it and that was probably my 
best idea that I've had this year of that disconnection moment and putting myself first of like, you know, you can put do not disturb on your phone, but you can still bug people. You can tell them that they've got do not disturb on, but you can still ask for it to be sent through. And, you know, there's levels <laughs> of how you manage your own time and how you value it. And for me, that my little silly iPod, iPad mini is my new downtime. What a smart idea. What a great <laughs> buy for you in 2021. I love that. I've gone, I'm like the grandma of like, ooh, has anyone else heard of these tiny little iPads? People <laughs> <laughs> are like, yes, back to you, move on. <laughs> do, do the folks, do the rest of the world know about this great invention? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. I mean, you're highlighting something else that I think a lot of people prioritized over 2022 for sure. 2021 as well. Uh, this idea of disconnecting to get to a place where reconnecting feels good. Uh, I know that for me personally, definitely the DND on my phone is something that I've used more than ever for entire work days. Now mm -hmm. I will literally not keep my phone on my desk, keep the focus mode, which is like a new thing. I think that they invented yes. for my computer. Again, mm -hmm. we sound like we're like 92 years old, just learning about technology for the first time, but <laughs> it is a joy. It is a joy to be truly able to focus on the task at hand. Something that pre pandemic, I can certainly say I like, used to pride myself on being this like valiant multitasker. Mm -hmm. And now I am so happy that I am not. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I agree. And I love to hear that from somebody like you, who you do come across as being busy or did. And I've seen it in your social media. You're so honest these days of like, no, I didn't go for my run this morning. I did this instead. I organized your amazingly color coordinated bookshelf. And like, <laughs> I remember when you moved into your apartment and the stuff you were going through at that time of like resetting and getting your studio set up. And yeah, that like, no, I'm just going to focus on this right now. And this is fine. And it's not selfish. It's actually fabulous. It's, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Oh, you're so kind to me in my little space and keeping track <laughs> of my little world. Uh, if we had to highlight another big learning for you from 2021, what else do you have for us, Bex? It sounds kind of morbid, but I think time is so precious. I've learned a lot about health. And again, you know, I'm definitely not the only one. I'm the same as everybody in this whole world. We're disconnected from our loved ones, unless you're very lucky in there or surrounded and you can see them. And for me, making the most of time with be it friends, family, whoever, is huge to me. And uh, my my boyfriend's mom is a stickler for no phones at the dinner table. And like, she's just, and she's fierce about it. If my, my boyfriend's twin, her husband is always working, um, not in a bad way, but he just has his phone. He has a teeny tiny one, the tiny, tiny iPad, uh, iPhones, <laughs> but he often will just have it in his pocket and you can just see he'll read an email really quickly. And like, he's super senior and we were having dinner really early and you know, people are still working at 6 p.m. And she is, she's like, William, uh, woo, you know, and we all after time have learned now that that is, a, it's a beautiful thing that we sat and we talked to one another. We weren't looking at our phones. We weren't checking in on what other people were doing. We were here focusing on the moment of having dinner together, of catching up on each other's weeks, months, whenever it was the last time we saw each other. And I think that for me has been a big learning curve. And same with the Do Not Disturb. 
I've um, I've probably said this before. We have a zero technology rule in our bedroom at home, and phones are left out here. They're on do not disturb, and we've both now started to implement for the first at least half an hour of the day. We're not picking up our phones when we wake up. We will catch up on the news on TV or we'll just talk to each other about our day and what's going on. And we'll take the dogs out without phones. And it's just, it's being, it's living in the here and now and not always focusing on the future, the goal in the future. And I take a lot of that learning from an incredible book that I've been reading. And it's, about that that craving for dopamine which is our long term like we're like I want this I want this I want to strive for this and we forget about the process and living in the here and now and that's it's changed my mind so much this year of like nope the here and now is actually what makes us glow and what makes us people humans that human interaction is here and now and that that's probably my my other big learning that and the iPad wow (laughs) do you remember the name of the book it is the molecule of more the Molecule of More. Maybe it'll be an eventual hurdle book club pick. Oh, I would highly recommend it. I read the book and listened to it. I listened to it first on an audio book. And then um, the author very kindly sent me a copy of the book. And I've also read it. I just love it. I feel like I learn so much from it every time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, so interesting hearing all of your takeaways here. I think that a lot of us can really relate to what you've been going through. I personally am also super big on this like no tech for the first 30 minutes at least of when I get out of bed in the morning. Oftentimes like the first time I'll actually grab my phone is when I'm just about to leave to do that lace up and get out of there. So I'll have my whole morning routine, the coffee, the journaling, all that stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go pick up my phone now. And some days I dread it. And that's because like, I don't want to see what's waiting for me on the phone. But a lot of days I won't even get to that part of my day until after the run. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I'll pick up the phone to do what I want to do. And I won't like truly look at what anybody else has tried to communicate with me, what emails are in my inbox until that run is done. And I've taken the time that I need for myself so that I can better serve whoever else is trying to get at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. That's so nice of being able to go for a run like that. And um, I've definitely said this to you before. I mean, I never, ever really take photos of my runs anymore. And it's, I kind of forget my phone. I go out, you know, especially now I'm doing short runs. When I was marathon training, I had my phone for safety and um, yeah. an audio book probably as well. Uh, but now sometimes I just, yeah, I get out the door, then I come back and I'm like double the amount of messages and emails. Like, crap. I don't know how you all handle it, man. I really don't. I I applaud you for the good that you do on behalf of so many other people. Now, as we wind down here, we talked about reflections from 2021. Do you want to give us some insight into what you're excited about, about 2022? Um, Continual growth always is, is 2022 for me. And I think just the, I think Whatever is on the horizon right now is very daunting because we're in this big place of uncertainty and the world is sort of going in circles and nobody likes that, you know, unless you're Nemo. And it's not, um, it's not where I think humans thrive the best at all. 
Um, so I think it's it's a continuation of learning to ride the wave and learning to be adaptable. And I'm not generally a very adaptable person. That may sound funny. People are like, oh. Um, I'm quite, I'm Aries. I'm quite stuck in my ways. I'm quite stubborn. And I've um, been working with a, a life and energy coach to try and help change that because I feel if next year continues as this year has been and the previous year, I am going to have to lean on somebody else to help me navigate these changes and be more open to changes of stuff that I don't necessarily like or want um, and then not let that affect my positive energy. And I'm really excited about that journey of like, oh God, this is going to be a really new thing for me. Um, but I think that's that taking on something new that you know is going to challenge you in a different way, not a fitness way. I have no races on the calendar next year. I have no idea if I will do one or not and what that would be, whether it be a marathon or a mile. I don't know. And I kind of like that. And so maybe the life coach is helping already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a beautiful kind of sentiment there, right? About the importance of allowing someone else to help you when things feel hard. I think mm -hmm. that so often it's kind of a little bit of stubbornness and just this you know, determination almost that we want to be able to, to shoulder the burden and to take care of ourselves and do everything on our own time. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out for help. And I would argue that the strongest individuals are the individuals who have truly homed in on that skill and mm -hmm. are okay and almost excited about the opportunity to have someone else help them get to where they want to be. I agree. I hugely agree, especially having been the other person who never asked for help. And yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Such a game changer. Such a game changer. All right. Final question here, Bex. Right now, you know how we do on Hurdle. You have an opportunity to offer yourself on this week, the first week of the year, a piece of advice back on January 1, 2021. Yeah. What do you tell yourself looking back on the past 365? This year, the road least traveled might not be the best way. I think it's definitely something that I normally, I do like going the, the road least traveled, do something new, do something interesting. I think 2021 was a year of, you know what, why don't we stick with the safest and most experienced route to get from A to B. And I think, yeah, trying not to deviate off for the sake of it would have been my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with what you know, find comfort in what you know, and trust the process, it seems, trust right? Trust the process, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, thanks again so much for your time. I appreciate you as always. I hope that I actually run into you IRL soon. <laughs> How do the, uh, I know I can't believe that we haven't run into each other with like yeah. our proximity and our running in general, but <laughs> How, uh, how do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they follow along with you? Give me all the details. You can find me on Instagram at Bex Gentry. You can hop into a Peloton class on the app or on the hardware, whatever you like. Um, or you can probably find me running in, in New York somewhere, sometime. <laughs> somewhere, sometime. Just look up. She might be right behind you. Behind I'm you. over at Hurdle Podcast and over at Emily Abadi. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.